Of course we needed mugs. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. I'm Naomi. I'm Liz. And we're the Run Galloway Girls. And it's Wednesday, yes, right? It's, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. And we're so happy to be we're back on Wednesday. so happy to always record. And if you're watching us, we have Run Galloway <laughs> Girls mugs because we were finishing our shirts last night. And I was like, oh, we should make mugs. <laughs> I love it. We need something for this coffee because we both got kind of poor sleep. So, yeah. I don't know what was going on. Strangely, we both woke up. Uh, yeah. I woke up at like 3, either 3.15 or 3.25. I put up, put, was like, all right, I'm not falling back back to sleep. So, I put my headphones on and I put on the good wife and I was like, maybe oh. I can fall asleep. Just, but I could not. Just lay there. Yeah. And I woke up at 3 and I thought it was time to go. I was like, time to podcast. And my brain just did not shut back down. But I was so tired, and so, It's yeah. probably because we got together to make shirts last night. We <laughs> wanted to keep hanging out, but you had to go get the kids. Yeah, we were ready. We were ready yeah, for we today. Both, we both need some time off, I think. Yes. Um, we have a kind of great episode for you today. We are going to talk about running in the heat, um, because we ran in the heat over the weekend. Yes, we got a listener question about it. Yeah, and we're going to talk about uh, body image and how to start loving your body even when you hate it mm-hmm. and um, making those improvements. We're going to get pretty vulnerable there. And then we can talk a little bit about Boston. Yeah, I, I know. mean, it was pretty awesome to watch, but I was kind of thinking maybe from the rec runner, where do you want to start today? Yeah, well, why don't we dive into that heat question? Because I think mm-hmm. that's a great um, question as we head into, I mean, it's April, it's not supposed to be 90 degrees, but you know, we live in Northern Virginia, so it's 90 degrees already. Yeah. And it's only <laughs> going to get warmer. Um, you know, it only gets, although maybe this summer we'll have like random, like 60, so. days, 60 I, degree days. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. So, um, when you're running in the heat, the best rule of thumb is to slow down. And I think Jeff says 10 seconds per mile for every, or 30 seconds per mile for every 10, 10 degrees. degrees over 60 right that is a lot that's a lot of slowdown so basically slow 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 your easy runs that is really really important however jeff will also tell you if you have mile repeats to bring a lot of ice with you and still just go hit those paces and so we had mile repeats this weekend and we we brought tons of water and tons of ice I made the mistake, and this is the one problem with mineral-based sunscreen. Mm -hmm. Mineral-based sunscreen blocks your pores, and when you sweat, it it it. it, well, and it beads up on your skin, so it traps the heat inside Mm -hmm. you. Um, So my suggestion is to find like a safe chemical-based sunscreen for running because you still want to wear sunscreen. Um, I have always worn mineral-based sunscreen. I love mineral-based sunscreen. Um, I like can't even wear most chemical-based sunscreens. Um, And so I don't even have a good recommendation. I'll be looking for, looking out for one. But um, so I put on my, I was like, oh, I'm going to be so good. I put my sunscreen on. And then I was overheating the moment we got onto the right. track. I think you and Sarah felt it a little bit later. Yes. Um, but the the track, we have a red rubber track, and it was, like, reflecting up. And we had almost no it wind. Was cloudless and we had day. Cloudless until we finished. Yeah. It oh, was the clouds came over in the afternoon. But it was a it was yeah. a day that, like, yeah, you need to mo- – we needed modifications. And I think one of our biggest ones that we're going to take into our next 
um, repeat day is starting a lot earlier. Yeah. Even starting in the dark. I mean, yeah. even finishing in the dark. Start in the dark. Take longer, like, take longer recoveries, which we didn't. We were, like, so hot we wanted to push through. Yeah, and get it done. Yeah. So, but bring ice with you. Ice, put it in your sports bra, like, put Dump it all over head. you. One of the recommendations from trail running that David David used to be a on SWAT podcast he used to be a shirtless runner. Now he's all about shirts because right. he's like, oh, you can get it wet and the wetter is better. <laughs> yeah. So um, so that's the other thing. Just dump water over your head. And actually, when when we were doing that, that's when I started to feel better mm-hmm. um, during repeats. But you know, it's funny. Like, and this is not about heat training. This is more about our plan. We are. Um, just I think I am just not really feeling the marathon this cycle, which is tough because the marathon's my favorite. It's your favorite. It's weird so. to yeah, it's weird for that to be coming from you. Like mm-hmm. well, for me, it's fully normal because I'm like, yeah, I don't love marathons anyway. I'd be happy to not train for them. Yeah, so it's um, I feel like I'm in very good half marathon shape. <laughs> I feel like I'm in like I'm progressively getting better at half marathon shape. So it's just it's so funny to um to be doing that. So. So heat running, but back to heat running. Um, you need lots of lots of fluid with electrolytes when you're running in the heat too. That is that is absolutely key. Your sweat composition doesn't change, so your loss of electrolytes per drop of sweat doesn't change for who you are. But the amount of sweat changes. The volume. That's why you need to replace those electrolytes like I'm a salty sweater I could probably like not overdo it on the salt yeah like you and we bring we brought salt stick capsules and yeah and I did not get a dehydration headache oh that's amazing the rest of that day which is like a lot of times I do even when it's not super hot even if it's just 60. I come back from like our cooler morning runs where I haven't really sweated or like I haven't felt sweaty like mm-hmm. I'm like oh I don't even need to like dry my like yesterday don't I didn't even need to shower. wash my hair. Just, like... I showered but my face will still be salty like yeah. that's how salty of a sweater I am which is funny because I also have like if I don't take in a lot of salt I have low blood pressure yeah and so Same. I mean I like I don't know. It's, it's like we're lot losing a lot of salt, even no. though we don't. Yeah. we And so, yeah, we're both kind of similar that way where we – so that's a recommendation mm-hmm. is salt stick caps and, yeah. another, you know, and another, like, we had liquid IV. Um, we took – I took noon the day before. We yeah. took – and there's, like, Honey Stinger has a um, hydration um, Yeah, we did that. We did the Honey Stinger Recover drink. Right after. I thought that was, like, a really good point. I usually don't use them actually as recovery. I just use them for flavor. They're tasty. They're but good. doing it right after really helps yeah. too. But I'm a big fan of Pedialyte Sport. It's mm-hmm. got it tastes like super salty Gatorade. I drink probably and it's the powder a too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And but it's the problem with all of these things that you do run into is they are just as expensive as buying like mm-hmm. a big bottle of it at a gas station even. Like Pedialyte Sport is not cheap. Yeah. And so that's something you can do the day before the yeah. run and and then during and then after like continue the electrolytes yeah um, electrolyte like I mean probably most people are not getting enough elect I, I don't know no you're probably just fine if you're not an athlete but right. if you're not an athlete you're probably not listening to this podcast <laughs> right. it's during sport and and the day before these efforts yeah yeah or you know what it's funny I find that if I wake up a little groggy sometimes 
actually most times if I have like a Pedialyte sport or if I chug my athletic greens before I drink my coffee, I actually don't need coffee. Yeah. But I like coffee. Right. So a lot of times my grogginess is hydration related. Yeah. I'm so. the same way. Um, and so, then slowing down, yep. I know now we didn't slow down our actual mile repeats We because we already had set them to we, be a yeah. slow, manageable I was about pace. to say that. We like really, we really didn't set them at mile repeat pace mm-hmm. for, we set them at mile repeat pace for our goal, not for our fitness. Yeah. Because they felt super doable. Yeah. But I would say that is, I know like Jeff has his whole, I mean, his whole, tr- the whole Galloway method was based on the, you know, Florida heat and and like nailing your paces as you could still yeah. nail them. But I would say that's still a really good tactic when, Absolutely. you know, and it's building them down. and building. Mm-hmm. Think about when you're doing those mile repeats, it, let's say you have a time goal of between, you know, four hours and 350. Start with the time for four hours and work your way down even if you could easily hit on a cool day all the paces for 350 i don't even know what the that would be 810 for yeah, 315 well a 350 is more like a 750 so you don't need 820 for your yeah so let's say on a, on a cool day you could hit those 820s boom 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 on a hot day you would do 840 840 840 so you don't need to worry about like just start at the top of your range because once that heart rate we've talked about this Mm, three weeks in a row once that heart rate gets up there and that fire has burned really hot it's very hard to bring it down and so thinking i'm going to start faster and slow down is just like it's it's a fool's errand just like starting faster in the marathon and thinking that you're going to bank time there's no way to bank time by starting faster there's only a way to bank speed by starting slower and by banking speed you're banking both your heart rate ability but also we've talked about three weeks in a row the the glycogen in your muscles and your bloodstream um and really that you know, kind of endurance, that's what you're banking. I listen, uh, listened to part of yesterday's uh, swap episode that was really, really good oh, about, it. it's very good. Um, it continues on the fueling track oh, cool. and talking about, you know, why the marathon bonk is where it is due to how much glycogen you have in your muscles and your liver. You can probably, if you're at the kind of a low, like if you're kind of in that high aerobic zone, Um, during the marathon, you can last about three hours and then you bonk. And so if you're only replacing, let's say, and I can't remember the amount of carbs, if you're not replacing enough, like you're going to bonk even with a fueling strategy. That's why your fueling strategy needs to be high fuel from the beginning. And I I was like, before the beginning, from the corral, from from the day before, from Mm -hmm. the day before too. Carb loading is a real thing. I wouldn't say carb loading is really the day before. I would think about the week yeah. before. Really Three to think four about days out start really. increasing mm-hmm. your carbs. But even as a runner, like don't be afraid of carbs, like at all. Yeah, you're never. <laughs> carbs you're are probably not gonna have too many. Um, and then yeah, I mean you can definitely adjust. Like I, I was looking back at last summer, there was this you know day I had to do yeah. my repeats, and it got really hot. So 
when I started the second half, because I moved away from the track, it was 81 when I started those. And I still was hitting, like, I 812, 804. Yeah. And I did a two-mile block, so the second was 833, then 810. So they were, compared to the track where I was hitting 740, obviously that's a big slowdown because it's off the track. But I was still hitting within yeah. my range. It's, maybe it's not necessarily, maybe it's only, you know, a slowdown of 10 or 15 seconds off of your yeah. goal um, mile repeat pace. It's not that 30 seconds per mile necessarily that you do on your slow run. Right, right. Exactly. With, but, you know, you may take them out and do half miles instead. Or yeah, miles. half miles is another option. I would say if it's possible to do miles, you get a little bit more benefit from the mile because especially if you're a fast twitch runner, like a half mile to me, like I'm not even like especially with five minutes of recovery, like I'm going to spend a lot more time in my anaerobic zone. I'm going to speed yeah. up a lot more because it's yeah. not until halfway through that third lap that I'm like, oh, this is where the exhaustion is. <laughs> this, this is, is hard. Like, yeah. and, and then also sometimes I'm like, oh, this is where Marathon Liz lives. Right. Marathon Liz lives when her heart rate gets up at like, like right in at the edge of my orange and red zone. So like getting close to lactate threshold. Um, that's where Marathon yeah. Liz lives. And I maybe it's that my lactate threshold is even higher. Right. But like I like look down at my watch house and I see like 188 and I'm like, oh, that's Marathon Liz because I start yeah. to feel good. Yeah. The craziest artifact that I've been seeing too is after these hard, faster runs, my HRV shoots up. Overnight that night. That's so cool. Which is really crazy. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if like my HRV is like inverse of everybody else's. Yeah. I mean mine (laughs) like high is bad and low. Right. Usually. Mine has actually stayed stable. That's um, amazing. Throughout our hard efforts. My average has, but I'll just get one night of a shoot up. No, mine will go so mine will usually go down the night before we have our long or hard effort. Mm -hmm. And then and then the night after it goes back to you know, and so it's in balance, but like like yeah. I said, I've only seen the I only have seen it really go out of balance was after New York when I didn't take a break, even though yeah. it wasn't a hard marathon. I didn't take yeah. time off. So it does it does still catch up to you at some point. I think it's more of just that currently, because we've been training more like half marathon instead of marathon, yeah. my mine has stayed in balance because it hasn't been as hard as it I mean, could have been. You know, it is funny because like we used to go out and run and we would like be like going for an hour and all of a sudden we'd look down and we're four miles away instead of only three yeah where we had to turn around and we'd accidentally run eight and nine miles Mm -hmm. and now we are literally like looking at our watches two miles in and going should we turn around is it time to turn can we turn yet can we turn yet (laughs) and so it's just it's psychologically really funny that like we're just in a different place with running yeah so at a different place, like that's a good segue into like our body image stuff. Because, yeah, yeah. So a we, different place with our lives. Yeah, we talked about it last week. I mean, those those runs were five years ago. Yeah. And so five years is a long time. And I don't know, like I know, I think at the time I felt like that was just the beginning of how it was going to be forever. I thought like, cool, this is where I'm gonna, you know, I'm finally fit. This is my fitness. I'm gonna continue yeah. to build on that fitness. And if I compare that to five years before that, though, like. I was barely a runner at that time or five years before that, you know, so you, yeah. so five years is a long time. And I think that's, you know, you, you don't realize it's, what do they say? You don't realize you're in the good old days till there. <laughs> it's not the good old days, like but for running, it was like, that was probably, I, fitness. yeah, I like posted, we ran the Rustin, um, 
We ran the Ruston half marathon and we were, it was like the, just like right now, a random time where we're in different age groups because it only happens once every five years. Yeah. And so we each won our age, did we each win or? We. We each were something. We both. We both got stuck. I think stuck. we both won. I think we or... both won our age groups. Yeah. Um. Any or we both or placed in our age groups. We were in the same place. In we were right. It was. Um. And I was like, oh, back when we were fast and didn't even know it because at right? the time we thought like, oh, we're not even good. And now I like could not run a one forty six on a resting course. I know like, it was like, and I thought it was yeah the beginnings of and like yeah. not realizing that maybe that was the height. <laughs> That was the top. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got faster, but still. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's so interesting with that. But uh, our body image thing, we have been trying to stay so body positive yes. on this podcast. And we we want to remain body po- positive because we definitely, that's who we want to be about ourselves. Mm. But we both have had internal negative self-talk about our own bodies and we've shared it with each other because that's the important thing too if you don't share it out it will stay inside and that's where eating disorders live so you have Mm -hmm. to talk about it and you have to like go you have to like let it go and not let it like live not let it live essentially because by releasing it you can actually hear how stupid you sound (laughs) um well, not letting it fester, fester to where it's, like, beyond. Like, you make it into a bigger thing than it is in your own right. head. Everything is like that. Right. And so one of the things I always think, and I've started to say out loud, and I said it, we were, like, kind of all beating ourselves up together. Um, I said, well, guys, don't talk about my friend like that. Like, right? Yeah. So, like, like, think about saying it, saying to your best friend, I hate, I hate how fat I feel. I look right now, even though like, you know, I compared to other people don't look fat, but to myself, I mean, I'm 20 pounds heavier than I was. I feel like I look enormous and, but I like say that out loud. And then I think like my friends do not want anybody to talk about me like that, including myself. So that's like a little thing that I play in my head. Don't talk about my friend like that. Yeah, and then when, you know, when we do that, when we say, like, oh, my stomach's big, my legs, whatever it is, and yeah. then I look at my friend who's saying this, like, and I say, like, when it was you or Sarah, whoever, I'm like, girl, like, you look amazing because I see you and I think you look right. hot as hell. Exactly. But, like, I know it's it's our own, we're criticizing our own bodies in them, and so if, if we were to take that, you know, take that out and be yeah. coming from the other perspective, we wouldn't see that at all. And then, and then also think about if you have a partner, um, think about how your partner treats yes. you. And if they do not treat you as mm. if you're the most beautiful thing they've ever seen, find a new partner. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because I got to tell you, like, Brian every day tells me I'm gorgeous. And, like, even though since being with him, I've gained 10 of the pounds. Right. Like, um, you know, there there is a thing to fat and happy. Um, actually, my sister-in-law, Sabila, was telling me, she goes, you know, I read this thing that women who are slightly overweight, not really overweight, mm-hmm. slightly overweight, are actually happier than women of yeah. all other sizes. And I was like, that's interesting. And it's like just a, like, maybe it's just, maybe it is. There is something to be said about fat and, ha- like, you know, larger and happy. Like, right. And not- I'm not saying, like, but actually fat and active is super, like, and 
fat is such a bad word. We need to like come up with a better word. Thick with two C's. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. There you go. (laughs) How about this? Any weight and active is better than any weight that is at least up to minimum healthy standards. Right. And active is better than inactive at every weight. Yes. How about that? 100%. Because there, there is the dangers of being underweight and underfueled are so much greater than any dangers of having excess weight. If you're and moving. If you are active. Yeah. Metabolic syndrome, which is like the collection of the, mm-hmm. you know, type 2 diabetes, high, hypertension, mm-hmm. um, high cholesterol, mm-hmm. all of those things, all of those diseases go down with activity not necessarily with loss of pounds loss of pounds sometimes also happens but activity brings those metabolic diseases down so we don't need to think about size as the issue Mm -hmm. like activity is the healthy thing and so we have to love our bodies for what they can do not what size they are and um, we have a couple of like great things to share about it. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the things is yeah, not not necessarily like if you're still saying, oh well, I still can't do all the things I want to do. You should still be thanking your body for what you are able to yeah. do, and, and the fact that you're here, like you have your body, and so like you should still be thanking your oh, body gosh. for the things it's doing for you, even if you feel like it's you know not doing the things it did five years ago like the paces you're running (laughs) well and you know what I I've been thinking about that as we've been talking about uh our paces that we've been running my computer just froze so hopefully it's still recording um oh yeah (laughs) well so got it on YouTube yeah we'll have it on YouTube (laughs) so one of my favorite things is um how to get a runner's body Right here. How to get a runner's body. Step one, have a body. Step two, go for a run. So that's one of my favorite things ever. So if you're worried about getting a runner's body, if you're a runner, you have a runner's body. Yeah, you already have a runner's body. So I love that. And um, and then this, I'm going to share this from Alyssa uh, Kolarik. Who's a like a three-hour marathoner? She's, I've been she's following a running her for years. Coach, me she's too. Amazing. She talked about her Boston Marathon, and she said, "Warning about your typical Alyssa body image stuff here." Hi, it's uh, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. So I'm <laughs> the strongest I've ever been in the gym, but I'm also the biggest I've ever been as a runner. But I'm also the healthiest I've ever been as a human. I got my period back last May, and I've had it every month since then for the first time ever in my adult life. I've set back squat and bench press PRs in the last couple of months, numbers I never thought I would hit. My running has been hard because I've been sick off and on. And when I get sick, lifting feels okay, but running feels like trash. Mm. All that is to say I'm super struggling with conflicting things regarding my body right now, and I want to be strong AF, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I also want to stay healthy. My brain is looking at all these photos from Boston right now and just being incredibly mean to me. When this body just ran a 
uh, ran a three freaking 19 on a tough course on spotty training three weeks post post COVID. I don't say this for compliments. I say this in case anyone can relate because my goodness, this feeling is frustrating. And I mm-hmm. feel like we can definitely relate. Um, I mean, I look back sometimes at our old pictures and I'm like, wow, like I like it's so okay. This is the funniest thing. Like, remember when people would like cut out photos of magazines like or DJ Tanner cut out photos of <laughs> magazines and put them on the fridge and like yes. only ate ice and yeah like on full house <laughs> I actually have I always like look back at my own pictures as like I can do it again but like I don't know if I want to because I like not worrying about anything and just eating whatever I want all the time and I like not training all the time and yeah and plus the like the like what you're eating and how you're eating and how much you're training may not necessarily result in change weight anyway so like yeah I've noticed it's been um just about a year and a half or so I've gained yeah 15 pounds or so and so, like, I, I've tried to take a look at it, like, this, well, actually, just for, like, a week, this last week, on, you know, my fitness pal. Yeah, as I did, too, and then ditched it. <laughs> which I will. I just was kind of curious. And so, actually, there are a couple things I like about my fitness pal. I know, like, we'll shit all over, too. But, um, so, I don't like counting calories, and I'm definitely not, that's not for me. And it's also showing me that what I'm eating and the calories I'm consuming are not exceeding my limits daily. And so there's no reason to like restrict further because it's going to, I don't think I, it'll help me lose weight. I think right. I'll end up, you know, going into a, um, a starvation state. mode. Yeah. And so the things I do want to say, I do like about it. One of the things is that it's got macros, yeah. even if you don't pay for premium because I'm cheap and I didn't, but it does have the, the pie chart of the macros yeah. and it's showing me that like on, a, even on my best protein days, like I think yesterday I got 88 grams. Some days I'm only getting like 55, 60 grams. So that's one thing to show me is that, okay, I can, you know, more protein is good. I can yeah. infuse some protein in my diet. And then the other thing I like, which I can also see on my Garmin is that in the front page, it's like, um, activity minutes yeah. and it totals them. So I like that it's totaling up all of like my little five minute walks with the dog, yep. my one hour runs. And so like yesterday I had like two hours and eight minutes. I'm like, wow, that's like a lot of time to be on my yeah, TV, like great. moving. And so yeah. that, so the goals of being active should right. outweigh the like, you know, the other numbers. So can I tell you something? Did I already mention about the steps challenge at work on the podcast? I don't think on the podcast okay. you have. So I decided, so last year we did a step into 2022 challenge and we did it for two months and everybody loved it. So we brought it back for 2023 and we did a step challenge and like every time you get to a certain number, you earn a prize. And then if you participate that week, there's a weekly drawing. Well, we did it for January and February. It's like gift cards, which is so yeah. great. Target gift that. cards and PTO. It's, so it's those money are like and the, it's yeah. great motivation. So then I was like, all right, we'll keep doing it into March all my teachers that are participating like first off the 70 year old women are like leading the pack and it's ridiculous <laughs> and they also already have like so much pto like it's it's dumb they don't even need the prizes <laughs> but it's great but like they're coming to me telling me like i've never slept better and these women are getting like twenty-two thousand steps a day it's ridiculous i had to make sure i didn't say 100 and yeah, well, first of all, they're on their feet all day with the kids. Yeah. And then they're, and they're like, walking and then at they're their walking. lunch and they're like, guys, I got to go get my steps. Like, they're crazy oh about this. So 
Impressive. A bunch of them have come up and said, my pants are looser. Like I'm sleeping better. I've never felt better. And it was such a small change. So when we talk about like, so even as a runner, like maybe like if you're like, man, I really want to improve my fitness. I really maybe want to improve my waistline. Look at the number of steps you're getting right. and start increasing it on your non-running days. Like by really focusing on Garmin has a great badge where you, if you Mm -hmm. do 10,000 steps a day for 30 days, and then you can also hit your step goal for 90 days. I think there's a 60 badge. Oh, a 60. Mm -hmm. I think there's also a 90. So that's like related to that one. Anyway, definitely take a look at that too, because that can be a way to like, to reframe it about what your body can do versus, oh no, versus, um, I let Naomi's phone die or <laughs> go bad. Um, what your body can do versus like. What it can't or what, what it looks like what near. It, exactly. What it looks like. So, and that segues into um, an Instagram post by Brad Stolberg. Love Brad Stolberg. Mm-hmm. Author. I mean, he's amazing. Exercise is about much more than what you look like in the mirror. It's about what your body can do. It's about what your mind can do. It isn't about getting fit for Instagram. It's about getting fit for life. Here's how. First off, stop thinking about exercise and start thinking about physical practice instead. Physical means using your body. Practice means something undertaken with consistency for its own sake. Examples of physical practice include running, cycling, swimming, lifting weights, walking, gardening, climbing, yoga, martial arts. Indisputable, measurable benefits of physical practice, enhanced physical health, improved mental health, more creativity, better problem solving, increased emotional control, higher sleep quality, um, community, and belonging. Uh, key mindset shift. Key mindset shift. Regular physical practice isn't just for elite athletes. It's for everyone. I'm a professional writer, and physical activity is an integral part of my job. It makes me better at what I do. It's hard to come up with a job for which this isn't true. Key habits. Leave your smartphone behind, um, and the uh, the quality, both physical and mental, of exercise improves. Ooh, that's something to try. Although we don't really look at our phones or listen right. to music or anything when we're out Not running when we're together. Running, but like maybe for walking too. Yeah. Maybe there's a benefit there. Although then I can't play Pokemon. I know that's because that was another that was another thing I was gonna suggest that like I just if you are looking for a way to get out, um, and get out walking and mm-hmm. get more steps play Pokemon. It's so fun. Yeah, especially if you can get bored, like walking, you know, you walk yeah. five minutes with your house and you're bored and ready to go back. But if you do Pokemon, you'll then go you see. gotta catch them all. I gotta go get the next one. Um, if you can, train with a small group. Sleep and nutrition aren't accessory. They're part of the practice. Have fun. Working hard is uh, sustain- more sustainable this way. And remember that consistency beats intensity. It's far better to take a brisk walk every day than an attempt to start a bunch of super intense workout programs only to get injured or burnt mm-hmm. out or quit shortly after. In summary, shift from thinking about exercise to physical practice. Understand the broader benefits. Make it part of your job, whatever your job may be. Find something you enjoy. Start small. Prioritize consistency over intensity and keep showing up. So I, that's like everything that we want to talk about. Yeah, I love that he, you know, mentions like things like gardening. And so, yeah. I, and that's actually one thing that if you want it to be like part of your like daily minutes that you got, 
I'll sometimes throw on a walk when I'm like weeding the garden because, and first of all, I get really sore, like mulching and weeding. You could throw on other activity too. Right. Or other activity. I use other for a lot of things. Like if I take my niece to the pool or something and I'm playing in the pool, it's not really swimming. I'll use other. It's not exercise, but it's If I'm rollerblading, I'll do, I'll do um, other activities on my watch. Now that's real exercise. But I love it. Not not the way I rollerblade with kids. (laughs) I'm literally just like skating circles around them. But I love the idea that it's, you know, it's, yeah, it doesn't have to be that formal, like, exercise. And sometimes yeah. exercise can have a negative connotation because it's, like, about something specifically yeah. about burning calories. And that's not what physical practice is about. Right, right. And, you know, but even even when you are in a good physical practice, it can, and your body is doing everything you want it to do, you can still not like the way that it's shaped or the way that it's looked, the mm-hmm. way that it looks. And so I think that there are some little small ways that you can start to love your body. I think one thing is to – one of my favorite suggestions to people, and they kind of roll their eyes at me when I say this, is lie to yourself. Your <laughs> brain believes the lies. Your mouth tells it. Uh huh. And I know that sounds crazy, but if you – say out loud negative things about yourself. Your brain has no concept of whether it's true or not. It will start to believe those things. If you say positive things about yourself, your brain has no concept of the truth and it will file like, yes, you are amazing. That is great. Like like lying to yourself, fake it till you make it. And it's not lying to yourself and it's not faking. It is actually pretend it until you become it mm-hmm. or embody like it to become it. And so tell say, you know, I real I love how fit I feel or um I I'm proud of, you know, something. I mean, like <laughs> or just say look how like strong and healthy I am. You yeah. know, and what, yeah, again, like, what can I do? Like, yeah. I can do X today, and then you do it. Like, or I did yeah. X today. Like, I ran for an hour, yeah. or I lifted, whatever it was. And it's really about, like, making those things into, like, habits. And because yeah. the same thing, like, if you repeat something over and over, it will get ingrained. And so if you're repeating those, you know, self positive self-talk, if you're repeating these little habits that will, like, pick yeah. a few of them that are great, like, then on the daily, you'll end up embracing embodying them and it'll start to reflect and you'll actually like gain that self-confidence back yeah. and, and love yourself love your body and one of the things that I definitely recommend if you were a size and now you're a bigger size throw out all your small stuff or pack it up in a mm-hmm. box and do not have access to it because it is it is depressing when you pull on clothes that are too small get yourself some clothes that fit yeah like and you will feel better about yourself like like let me tell you I have some new shorts and they're size six, I think. And they just, they're, they feel so good because they're nice and stretchy and they're high waisted. I just feel good about my right. shorts. And then you I'm, look good in them when you feel yeah, good. Them, you yeah. know that you look good in them. I mean, they're totally, well, although mom style is, is in. The high waisted like, mom style. They're like mom style shorts, but I love I, them. I'm so excited to get some, some new stuff get for the summer. Get some big shorts energy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. We talked about that before. Big it's jeans. Big jean big energy. Jean energy. <laughs> just like, yeah, getting, once it fits you properly, you will embrace it too. Like, I you mean, look in the yeah. mirror. Wow, I look good. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm super embraced like high waisted leggings too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like high waisted leggings and some crop tops. I'm, I'm in for it. Yeah. They make, <laughs> yeah, they like are right now. It's like, it's shaping me the right way. It's like, okay, this looks yeah. good. I like this. So, okay, so let's do some of these. We found an article on mindbodygreen.com, 20 small ways to start loving your body even when it's hard. Yeah. And um, so first off, you've got to make the commitment. Make the That's number one. Make the commitment that you are going to start this process and you're going to stop hating your body because your body is amazing, your body is incredible, and your body can do hard things. Um, and focus, make all of your goals about what your body can do versus what it looks like. So commit to it. Decide, like acknowledge that you don't want to feel this way about your body. Yeah, that you want to, and that it's not a commitment to, again, it's not a commitment to change how you look. It's a commitment to change your mindset. Yeah. And say, I want to have a positive relationship with my body. And that's, yeah. that's true. Of course you do. Yeah. So the second one, um, ditch the narrative that looking a certain way will make you happier. This is such yeah. a good one. Yeah. I mean, it really, because it won't, it won't. I was the saddest I've ever been when I was When you were the thinnest you ever were. Yeah. I was, I was alone. I was guarded. I like was not open to and vulnerable to being loved and being in love. And yeah, I was not, I certainly was not the happiest I ever was. I looked good on Instagram, but (laughs) that's it. Yeah. Like it's, um, that's a huge thing is that you have to look at it and say, well, why do I want to look different? Is it because I just want external validation? Is it because, and that's usually what it is. And so if you really get break down into it and think, okay, well, again, that like fat and happy, that adage, like maybe that's true. Maybe like being comfortable and eating enough and, you know, just your body settling at its happy weight because your body's happy weight is not necessarily your, you know, your your model weight. Yeah. Um, And you can repeat to yourself, I deserve to be loved and accepted in this exact body. I will no longer entertain people or messages that tell me otherwise. Oh, that's great. And then I think, I don't know if the next one is, no, well, we'll get to that. This is the the next one. one. Oh yeah. Stop judging other people's bodies. Period. Yeah. So that just is literally, you you know, if you're going to criticize other people's bodies for how they look, then obviously it's, you're going to yeah. end up internalizing the same thing. If, if you've got, you know, if you're overweight or if you look different than you want to look, what your goal is. So you really got to embrace that, you know, every size yeah. is beautiful. And that's, it, it's like breaking all the stereotypes that you have in your mind. And remember that, you know, everybody is is on their own journey. Everybody has oh a gosh. different body yeah. too. So Absolutely. All right. This, I love this is a one. good one. Mm-hmm. Clean your social media feeds of anything that makes you feel bad about your body. So you've got to stop following accounts that send a bad message, even if it's just to you, even if right. it's a friend of yours. Um, you cannot like you've got to get the the toxic messages. They've got to be gone. I mean, yeah. It means yeah. Even if there are you know accounts that aren't like they're not unhealthy. They're you know it's people on their own journeys who are just like they look super fit. Whatever it but is, maybe they're sharing but... stuff. Maybe they're sharing things one sided, and it it happens to make you feel bad. Like. Like, yeah, or if you're comparing, if you're comparing yourself to that person all the time, or those people, those those body images, 
then just unfollow and but you know you what know. you can just mute the oh, account yeah. too because sometimes you know you don't want to unfollow not if it's like then, a friend right right and so you they now have the the ability where you can just mute certain accounts so I think that that's really important. Um, follow social media accounts that show bodies that look like yours. Right. So so that's in the same realm. So you once you're going through your Instagram and realizing there's a lot of content and it'll show up when I just go to like the homepage. It'll be all this like yeah. fitness model stuff that I don't follow and it, but it like is suggesting it. But once you start following body positive accounts, it will show you some more of those and you'll start to like you know, again, then you have that self-acceptance when you're seeing other people so, look like you. I'm going to drop an account that I think people should follow because I think she's really cute and funny. Paige Bryant is body positive account. She's a Disney chick. I think she used to be uh, like a bad account and now she's very body positive. Uh-huh. I don't know if she was related to Beachbody or something, but anyway, her accounts are super cute, and she has she's had some babies, and she shows her stretch marks, and she dances around, and her stuff is always really, really cute. So yeah, and very, very positive. The other one that's amazing um, for that is Saggy Sarah S A R A. She I love Saggy Sarah. So she also was a fitness model oh. back in the day. I think I told you about her before. Yeah, she was a fitness model a long time ago. And oh, like, and she showed posed she, versus not posed. She shows I like how, that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So she shows all these comparisons of the same body two seconds apart in photos and how if you're sucking in and popping out your butt and all those things how you can you know completely change the look in photos and how so basically a lot of what you're seeing online is is fake because it's posed even like we do it we we will take our pictures where we're hands on the hips we kind of are tilting forward like you know so we're ending up looking like a smaller waist than what we physically have and so it's a little bit of deception on the internet this is Paige Bryan's account yeah she just shares like food and Disney and it's just cutesy yeah it's just cutesy and it's just embracing like normal bodies I, whoa, I really like this. Uh, I ha- actually have not read these through. So Me neither. I, I, oh, okay, great. Um, so get to know your body is number six. Like uh, you to love your body, you have to know it. And so um, that's really like try get familiar with your body's language of, you know, what it's telling you. Are you exhausted all the time? Are you, mm. do you have, are you waking up in the middle of the night? Are you getting sick all the time? Because I got to tell you, when I was leaner, I got sick way more often than I do now. And that was my body telling me, like, hey, this isn't good. I had a lot more anxiety than I do now. So. I would get I would get sick. I would get a cold, and it would linger for weeks. It would turn into a sinus infection. Mm-hmm. And now um, I'm able to, like, you know, get sick and get better really quickly, like yeah. recovering quicker. So there's something to that, just being fueled. Um, they say try some new, um, try some new exercises to get to know your body. Some new physical practice. Um, they even suggest you know tracking if you're not tracking your menstrual cycle. Like do that. That will help you yeah. get to know your body. Your body will fluctuate with that. Like it does help. Hundred percent. Your weight will fluctuate. How yep. you feel will fluctuate throughout the yeah. cycle. Your body changes how it looks like with yeah. that. So, um, this is so getting to know your body can actually make it easier to love. Uh, take this one. Yeah, do something that makes your body feel good every day. And so again, this is like I feel like taking a walk and or the, their suggestion is give yourself a hand Sometimes massage i like oh, that or put on makeup 
or yeah. something that like just makes you feel good. You know, that is actually one of my tips if you're like in a funk. I know that it's just I know that this sounds funny because I've sold skincare and makeup for a long time. It sounds like I'm trying to sell people on skincare and makeup, but one like if you're in a funk, one of the suggestions I have is buy some skincare or makeup that mm-hmm. you're excited about using and just use it every day because it's like a literal thing that you can do that is really only I know it's just skincare. But it's just it's for just you. It's just skin deep. <laughs> it's just for you. And like, it's so funny because I love makeup. I do not think everybody needs it. If you don't like it, that's fine. I love it for me. Like, I just think it's fun to put on. I think I look pretty. I really enjoy it. Um, it's so funny that I love makeup, but I hate filters on Instagram. I think fil- because, it, because that's fake like distorts. Versus, yeah. And plus you and well, both of us, we don't put on like heavy makeup. Oh. It's like so bare that you can barely tell. Yeah. And that's so, yeah, if you do want some skincare and makeup, you, oh, know, you can shop. You can shop.com slash run Galilee girls and support the podcast. And yeah. but that can be something that that can be one step to make you feel good about yourself. It could also be, you know, get a really nice hand lotion, like I said, and give yourself a little hand massage. Um, you know, just one little routine. It could it could even be making coffee in a super cute mug that you love. Right. That could be the thing that something makes you feel good. That's just your, like, you know, just for you. And, like, sometimes it is about the clothes. Like, they mentioned putting on fuzzy slippers. Maybe it's putting on your comfy, those, like, high-waisted leggings that actually feel really comfy and good yeah, on. that make and, you feel like also, a badass bee. Yeah, and you also, like, look in the mirror and you're like, okay, yeah, these look pretty good, you know. Yeah. So whatever it is, something that just gives you, like, that little, like, yes, I'm I'm worth it. I feel good about myself. Uh, number eight, feed your senses. Um, anytime you feel like, oh, if you feel disconnected about your body, you can like taste something delicious, go look at something beautiful, go outside, listen to music that you love, make a delicious cup of coffee and smell it. Forest bathing, which yeah. go outside and be in the fresh air. Yeah. So almost like, I mean, feeding your senses could even be taking like a one minute meditation. I cannot meditate from... Oh, there's the podcast podcast for... (laughs) I can't meditate either. I can't meditate for more than one minute, but I can do one minute of like meditation or gratitude. (laughs) And it's just like when you're running, when you do the body Mm check-in and you start like either from your toes and move up or from your head and move down and you just like check in on like, okay, these are my fingers, these are my elbows, like, and you just feel your body. Yeah. So the next one's funny. I was giggling, but masturbate. I feel like this should also be, or if you have a partner, have sex because, oh my gosh, like sexual activity will make you feel good about your body because you'll feel good in your skin. Hopefully, I mean, I even think, I actually think masturbate over have sex with a partner Mm -hmm. when you are feeling out of touch in your own body because you've got to like really get in touch with, like you have to love you to be open to getting loved by someone else. Yes. And you can learn your own body better than yeah. maybe someone else can. Obviously, you can yeah. you know, figure out what feels good to you, which is a great way, again, to how like can you communicate? Know how can you communicate your sexual needs to your partner if you don't know your own sexual needs? Yeah. So sexual so. activity or masturbate. Love it. <laughs> um, do new things with your body. Ooh. Oh, this is great. Like, ch- yeah, challenging yourself. Challenge yourself. Out of yourself? Your yeah. Zone. Uh, so that you can appreciate what you're capable of, um, like play on a playground. That can be oh my that can be kind of fun. Like you know, do something so new, dance, 
dance. Uh, ooh, exploring intuitive eating. Mm. Ooh, a boudoir photo shoot. Oh, I we like have that recommendation idea. for that too. Yeah, uh, Evoke Boudoir. <laughs> yes, she's amazing. Yeah, she's incredible. Our friend Danielle. Our... <laughs> um, so yeah. Oh, I like that. That's ooh. a fun one. Okay, number eleven. Try intentional sensual dancing. So dancing by yourself. Oh, very fun. So, oh my gosh, you know what though? I'm just thinking we should we should take a pole dancing class or like a <laughs> yes. class because we were talking about doing some lifting, and I'm like, oh, that sounds so boring. And I'm like, oh, but what if we took like a class, <laughs> like a diva fit class instead? Right, because you can get really fit that way. Yeah, I like that. Oh, practice gratitude mm-hmm. for your body. We actually already mentioned this. Yes. Being grateful for the things your body can do for us. Being thankful yeah. that you, you know, have this body. Um, you know, remembering if you're, you know, mom, you've been through childbirth, remembering that your body can do amazing things. And, and it's, you know. I have to tell you, it's really hard. I like having gratitude for my body when I feel like my body oh, is failing. Failing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, like it's 21 tries of mm-hmm. getting pregnant and it hasn't happened yet. And that's. with a lot of infertility treatment and it like so remembering to have gratitude for a body that I feel like it's not running the way I want it to run and it's not making a baby the way it's supposed to be able to make a baby it's really hard but I try every day to remember that you know at least I have a body at least I have this vessel to be you know present in so yeah yeah when we like when we ran you know, 13 and walked some, we ended up with 14.8 or whatever miles instead of 26 a couple weeks and yeah. weekends ago. I actually really was embracing that gratitude of like, I was like, oh my gosh, most people cannot run 14, yeah. 15 miles. I know. That's why I keep saying that we're in perfect half marathon <laughs> We are. It's right. It's true. But I like try to remember that, that like, oh my gosh, you still did. It was almost three hours total. Yeah. And that is amazing. And, it's really incredible. And so you just have to continually like, you know, spin it in a positive way. Like, what would you say, again, what would you say to someone else? What would you say to your friend yeah. or your child or someone who comes to you and is like, I only did 14 miles. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Be proud of that. Stop putting only in front of your, any workout that you do. Yes. Make exercise about feeling good. We kind of covered this. Dress your body affectionately. We've mm-hmm. also talked about this. Fight fat phobia. Uh-huh. Um, what are your feelings about being fat? Like, fat phobia is like, you know, like... Like, we just have to, fat shouldn't be a bad word. Like, it shouldn't really even be a descriptor. Mm-hmm. Like, fat and thin shouldn't, like, I don't know. I don't know the, I don't know the answer to all of this, but, you know, let's see. What's your, yeah, what's wrong with being fat? Sure, being overweight is strongly linked to health problems, but so stress. So, and so is being under completely underweight. Yeah. Like look at all the people, women with, you know, amenorrhea and other yeah. issues because of underweight. Absolutely. Underweight. Absolutely. So remember, this is about activity. So it doesn't matter what size your body is as long as you're getting, as long as you are getting the activity to not have metabolic syndromes. Mm-hmm. And I would even say, you know, actually being underweight and having amenorrhea being underfueled that those are also it's not called metabolic syndrome but those are also metabolic syndromes of your body being broken yeah and so, it's called red s but it's it's yeah. totally a metabolic issue um mirror work okay oh. learning to love your body will not happen overnight and then yeah like we talked about daily rituals 
So this is like kind of affirmations. Remember yeah. starting it live? I'm good enough. I'm something and people love me, whatever that, that um, affirmations, daily affirmations on SNL back in like the... I don't remember that. Oh my that. gosh. Oh, we're going to have to look that up. Oh, it was the best. So it's just like literally it's that self-talk and maybe it's like looking in the mirror and looking at yourself and saying, you know, yeah, I look good and my thighs are strong. My, you know, whatever po- body parts yeah. you're going to, instead of hating on yourself. So, yeah. Um, Ooh, self-portrait. Oh, try, wow. try a central self-portrait. So when I read this, I was like, I was like, but I can't draw. <laughs> that was the first thing that I thought. We all have cameras. We can make yeah, central, boudoir photos, central self-portraits. But I, but I immediately went to like, like James Cameron's hand, like drawing me like Rose. Let me draw you like one of your, draw me, like one of your draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> So, so yeah, again, just reframing yourself and maybe in someone else's eyes. Yeah. Um, so draw your, your boobies. You? Yeah. <laughs> draw your boobies. Um, oh, if body positivity isn't working for you, go for body neutrality. So this yeah. is like letting go and saying and having neutral thoughts instead of trying to constantly force a narrative that's not working. Maybe you just need to, you know, disconnect the oh. like negative or positive at all. If your thought is my stomach is disgusting. It's not believable to tell yourself that your stomach is beautiful yet, but you can practice the thought, this is a human stomach. Oh, that's great. I like, this is a human body. I tell, and I've told you this before, my organs need to go somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) So when I look at my belly and say, there's, yeah. My organs, all of my organs fit in this body. Exactly. (laughs) It's not about a like, oh, I love having this belly or I hate having it. This body has plenty of fuel reserves for a long winter. (laughs) (laughs) It's just about like, yeah, just I have a human body and start there because that's. This body has bones. (laughs) Yeah, it's that's great. I like it. Um, And then if these things are, if you are still having these negative self issues, work with a professional. Make sure this professional is actually a professional. There are a lot of nutritionists out there that are not registered dietitians. So make sure you do not need to have anything to call yourself a nutritionist, but you have to have a lot of certifications to call yourself a registered Mm -hmm. dietitian. But also make sure that they are in line with, um, in line with actually helping and not in a positive way not necessarily like about cutting or restricting your diet and more maybe looking at again like hey are we just how about we just work focus on protein and not focus on calories at all because i i mean i i am i have to tell you some of the dietitians i follow trigger me yeah because even though even though they're registered dietitian medical professionals the contents that the content that they put out on social media is aimed to grab and that is sometimes really triggering, especially when they themselves are very, very lean. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that they're actually fully fueled. Yeah, it's hard to see if they're actually healthy via like what you know. Yeah. You really can't tell whether they're healthy yeah. or whether they have disordered eating too. Right. And then, and that's so the that's one. So a registered dietitian, and then another professional would be a therapist. And yeah. so I know we talked about therapy like a week or two ago, but yeah, therapy. There's always a place for it, and sometimes that may be, you know, this may be the reason for therapy. It doesn't. Maybe it doesn't have to be some like, oh, I'm, you know, have some bigger thing going on. Maybe it's just body image, and that's okay too. Yeah. Um, 
And then remember, be a friend to yourself and like really saying like mm-hmm. to yourself, like, like, let's not talk about my friend like that. Like, how, like how really thinking about, think about you. like, because yeah. we do, we do like sometimes naturally judge and put ourselves in other situations. And so by kind of, I don't want to say like separating, separating yourself from your body for a moment and saying my friends wouldn't say this about me and if your friends are saying negative things about you find new friends friends. (laughs) find new friends um but but really thinking like you know your friends wouldn't let anybody else talk about you the way you talk about yourself so yeah so reframe that think or you're like think about it as you know what you would say to yourself or to your child when you were 12 or 13 or going through that like that I know for me like that was the time when my body was changing and yeah. it was very, you know, there was a lot of insecurity there. And so look at yourself and say, you know, you wouldn't want to hear those comments about my eating disorder started you know. at age 10. Yeah. Oh, I think at age 10, I was, I know at age 10, I had, I had issues and I was yeah. like restricting certain kinds of foods. I didn't know what was good or bad. So I was eating like a piece of white bread thinking that was healthy because it had lower calories. Yeah. I, and- I had put on, I had put on like a little bit of weight to like before I grew that up. pre-puberty weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my mom, so my mom like started to like stopped buying chips, which was fine because I could sit there and house a whole bag of chips. But like my dad would call me thunder thighs. Like it was, oh. yeah, it was bad. And I had like a little bit of like um, just cellulite on my stomach because I was like my fat reserves were yeah. storing up so that I could grow. Maybe I'm about to grow six inches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what that's this is going on. But um, but yeah. So I I remember like actively restricting what I was eating. Um, as young yeah. as 10. And then, you know, I remember also, like, my mom was 5'2", and I was I was 5'4", by the time Already. I was in 7th yeah. grade. And I remember, like, in, like, my mom saying that 115 pounds was really heavy. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, I was 115 pounds and 5'8", or 5'7", yeah, and I was, like, Oh, I'm really heavy. Like, I know. I remember those two with, with yeah, yeah, my mom being shorter and yeah. smaller and having negative self-talk. Yeah. And so, yeah, what would your, what would you tell your, your niece or nephew? What would you tell your, you know, you your wouldn't children. ever want to. And we've got to, and we have this ability to stop the cycle yes. now, which is so exciting. Like we have this ability to help this next generation of girls, like love their bodies forever. Yeah. So one of the other things that I'm going to add in here is with eating and your children um, and even eating with yourself is food is food. There's no negatives and there's no there's anything. There's no bad foods. No bad foods and fed is best. And so especially as athletes, there are not bad sources of calories. Yeah. There's just sources of calories. That's it. Um, sure, if you are only mildly active, you're running three times a week, 30 minutes, you probably should err on the side of eating more nutritious food that, and nutritious food tends to be lower calorie density, like vegetables and, you know, lean proteins Mm -hmm. and Mediterranean diet style. If you are high calorie burning though, like you're doing you know, 25, 30 miles a week, 
you can throw in some junk food in there because you are burning that, you know, and it's hard. I was telling, I think I said it last week on the podcast um, when I was talking to Caroline at the funeral and she's a teenager, I said, you know, you literally can't eat enough calories of salad to replace what you're doing. You cannot eat enough calories of broccoli to offset your running. Like, so you've got to eat some chips and you've got to eat some you know, some sugar and soda, chips and soda. We're going to be sponsored yes. someday. And um, one, I mean, with that too, like looking back at those like macros um, on like my fitness pal, again, it's it's dangerous to look at those because even the other day it showed that I like 50% of my calories a day was from fat, almost 50%. A lot of my calories are from fat. I had eaten like a ton of avocados that day oh. and all kinds of like healthy fat. So again, it's kind of, there's a point in which I think the only one that's kind of helpful is to look at protein and grams of protein, not necessarily yeah. percentage of your daily amounts. I would say saturated, like also looking at saturated well, yeah, fat or looking true. at the balance of everything because there are times when I've looked at mine and my carbohydrate was too low compared to fat. Like I was just skewing towards way more protein and fat and uh-huh. not actually enough carbs for, and I think that's why I was feeling a little bit of sluggish, a low little energy. sluggish in our runs. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'll go back to using it or not. Well, the no. last one, number 20 in this, is remember that your body is a piece of nature. You're natural. Um, yeah. This is a human body. Yes. Love your human body. Your so. And your body, again, like I found that like my homeostasis weight is just not always going to look like what I want it and to it, look it like. And it might be a different at different seasons different, in your life, yes. too. Um, you and know, embracing that now, like as I approach 40, that maybe this this 15 pounds is not something to worry about trying to lose because it's part of just where I yeah. am right now in my reverse puberty. That's right. <laughs> like, well, and you know, it's also like our training is not the same. We've talked about, you know, taking a step back from the marathon distance in the mm-hmm. next cycle. And who knows if that means shorter more intensity that will burn fat who knows if this is just who we are now like we just don't know i think also the pandemic did play a role in kind of the elevated stress level like globally because it is interesting that i mean i i took a year and a half off though like really i took a year and a half off of Of training yeah so like i mean i directly like there's direct correlation in you know lower activity especially when I hurt my ankle last summer, which is when like the last five pounds came on. Um, so there, there's that, but like we also, we lived through this traumatic experience and you can actually see generationally trauma affects bodies. It really mm-hmm. does. So, yeah. And, and, you know, cortisol is a real thing along yeah. with those other hormones, like obviously like, you know, sex hormones, you know, as we're <sighs> aging, yeah. but cortisol, you know, is something that, you know, focusing on more sleep mm-hmm. will help with that. Um, and then, you know, part of it though is just that if you have some more stress in your life because of the pandemic, because of your home life, your professional life, you're gonna have to find ways to cope. But if it means five more pounds, then it just that's what it means, and you yeah. can accept. Don't that. let don't let stressing about your body add to stress. Yes, exactly. Like find find some self love to help reduce that stress. Also, if you have a Garmin, the little breathe activities. They're yeah, good. the, the five-minute breathe activities mm-hmm. are really good, and breathing has a positive effect on overnight HRV. Very cool. Yeah, so 
So you can look, you can look at doing those or you can look at doing those. So we hope that you liked this episode. Did we talk about Boston? We didn't. We didn't yet. Should we? Do we have time? Um, sure. Let's talk about little tiny anecdotes from Boston. So first one that I thought was the funniest Weston Galloway ran his very first Boston, and Carissa, Carissa was the announcer at the start line. So fun. And she announced to Weston, don't worry, you're not going to eclipse your dad's top five finish at Boston first American. <laughs> it was like a reminder. I thought it was hilarious. So shout out to Weston for doing his first Boston. He had a lot of fun. He didn't yeah. take it seriously. And awesome. Congratulations to Carissa for getting to be the starting line announcer, which is so cool. Yes. Um, so really, really awesome. Chris Twiggs ran Boston as well. Yes. And his son ran, one of his sons ran his first Boston That's as well. That's exciting. So first Boston's for a lot of people, which is so cool. Our friend Kara ran a PR yes. of seven plus minutes. I didn't realize that her twenty-four. I didn't realize her three thirty-two was her PR. Her so, PR. Yeah, huge. So PR. she ran a huge PR I mean, on a minutes. bad day. Like yes. she was probably on a better course on a better day in shape for an even bigger PR. So yes. congratulations to Kara. Like that's incredible. Yes. Um, and then we, um, it was really funny to see, um, Ash and Kendall. <laughs> Poor Kendall. Kendall, So we, yeah. we followed, um, you know, we followed their training and they both had amazing Boston builds, like, yeah. after coming back from having babies and, um, I think it was like a game day decision for them to decide to run together because they were slightly in different fitnesses. Mm -hmm. And Ash was like, well, it's better. Like, I just want to run with my best friend. Like, I'm going to go out hard. And if I die, I die. I'll just stay with her. And try to hang on. And I was like, I, I was like, oh, that's like our fitness. Yeah. It's like parallels like Naomi's in slightly better fitness like Kindle was. And but I'm not as good at marathons. So yeah. like there's always like yeah. that. You don't know what's going to happen. And you decide. Are we going to run together and enjoy that, yeah. whatever that is, or are we going to do our own race? And then, so I guess we, I was like watching them, and they they took it out great. And then they had this slowdown. And I was like, uh oh, what happened? I was like, <sighs> some, but they decided to stay together. We saw the videos. Poor Kendall, oh my god, I cannot believe she, that she like put those videos up. But it's uh, it hilarious. Hilarious. I think that's great. I think that yeah. next time I'm puking a race, I want someone to video. I will. That. I I promise to videotape you puking but at it was, a race. It was so. I was like Kendall. I feel that. I know exactly what that feels like. The orange yeah. Gatorade going the wrong way. Yeah, I, I, I've been there. Yeah, oh. so, I mean... They still be cute. They still did. And, <laughs> and you know, Ash apparently, like, pulled Kindle to that to that BQ. Oof. So they, they did, awesome. did it. They, they did a really did great awesome. job. And it's it's so fun that they got to run together. Yes. And I, I like, texted Naomi and was like, oh, I want to get to run Boston together. I know. So. Oh, I do. Me too. Like, I haven't run Boston yet, and that's my goal yeah. is to run it we'll with be, like, you. Little it's 60, not to go run it myself. We'll be, like, 65-year-old ladies. Oh, like, yeah. We'll <laughs> get there. Running Boston. We'll get there. In a 420. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when exciting. It, yeah, so, so that was really fun to watch. Any other? Yeah, take and oh, the, the shoes. Oh, yes, the three winners the ran. Top three men. The top three men were in Adidas. They were all Adidas, and so I think that they must have been in the Adios, which is the carbon shoe from Adidas, mm -hmm. which Sarah actually had and tried out. And I, I'm kind of regretting. Well, I was having all that lower leg stuff, so yeah. I don't actually regret um, not wearing them. But um, they're 
uh, there's been some speculation from David and Megan that possibly the Nikes don't perform as well in wet conditions. Oh, maybe that was the decision. Yeah, the yeah. Unless so, they were Adidas-sponsored athletes. No, no. They were Adidas-sponsored athletes, all three of the But that's why men. they won. <laughs> or that's but, why they right, came in. But, and then number four wasn't even, he uh, was Asics. And then huh. the women's winner was in on shoes. Shocker. Right. Yeah. So, Which is like, yeah, like you don't hear, you know, them being a fast shoe at all. But yeah. Like that's pretty cool. Um, so Nikes were further back in the field for this race. And so it will be hmm. interesting to kind of see if this is kind of a pattern moving forward that the Nike foam doesn't really respond. Because I think number four was A6? Yeah. You said, yeah. Something you like A6. that. Yeah. Um, anyway, and that was on the men's side. Anyway, like... Um, it, it will be very, very interesting. Um, oh, Naomi also tried the Endorphin Elites this weekend. Yes. So, yeah. They were this, too short for me. Pair. Yeah. The Endorphin so. Elites, which are, they, and they're the equivalent of the Alpha Fly. Alpha Fly. Oh, I liked them a lot. First, they felt a little funny because, again, all these super shoes do feel kind of funny when you start running in yeah. them if you're not used, to, like, if that's not your They're super daily bouncy. Shoe. They yeah. feel funny. Super bouncy. I actually did all my repeats in them. Yeah. So we ended up, we only did six repeats instead of 12, but I did all half my marathon. <laughs> We're in half marathon shape. I did all my repeats in them because at first I was thinking I might change back into my carbons. I really liked them. Yeah. I bought them off of Liz. I'm going to, those will probably be my race day shoes for yeah. Mountain Beach, whether we run a half or a full. Well, I real I realized that I have a brand new pair of um, oh, flies. So That's I'm right. going to, I'm going to take those out of the box and kind of see what they're doing. I'll either run in those or I'll get a pair of uh, I'll get a pair of endorphin elites. Yeah, yeah, because I think just to I, give them a try. We've like we talked about before the the endorphin elites, just like the Nikes, are a the foam is a lot bouncier than like the um, carbons, the Hoka's. Because yeah. I'm a Hoka girl, but the carbons don't come close. Um, they don't have that bouncy foam. Well, and surprising so. again on the track, I picked I picked Hoka's. Yeah. You I ran my carbon rockets. Yeah. I really like the Hoka's on the track. Yeah. Um, they have a nice flat footbed, which I really enjoy. I love my Canvaras. And I ran the no, I actually ran the whole day in Hoka's. That's right. Yeah. Um, I love my Canvaras, but something about them on the track with the bounciness of the track and the bounciness of the shoe, like there's just a an incompatibility for me. Oh, unless yeah. unless I start off with them. Like so. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of running on the track. No, but also, yeah, like, again, just, you know, we're trying out different shoes, and it's really fun to try out different shoes if you can afford it or if you have friends similar size to you or same size. So we brought all these pairs. So between Sarah, Liz, and I, I don't know how many pairs we brought to the track, maybe six or seven pairs. And we all tried on each other's, and we were, like, all running a lap in the different ones and feeling them. And it was cool because... You know, yeah. so if you can find some friends with similar oh, we sizes, literally, like, try them out. We literally stopped in the middle of the track and swapped yep. shoes at one point. Yep. We're like, oh, I like these better. And yeah. yeah. And so that was a good way. It's a good way to test them out. And um, yeah. So, and a lot of places will let you do a run or two in a pair of shoes to return them. So. Yes. Anyway, yes. so those were our, like, little Boston takeaways. And someday we'll get back there, maybe as charity runners, maybe as, yeah. uh, maybe as qualifiers. But we'll yeah. get there. And stay tuned to figure out what we decide to do at Mounds to Beach. That's going to be a game day decision. <laughs> I we're know. Gonna, we're going to continue with our training and kind of see right. what happens now that tax day is over. And yeah, we'll I continue mean, to train as if it's a full marathon. But since our since we kind of you know cut already, back so much, it's already yeah. like well, we'll just see what happens. We've got about yeah. four weeks, four and a half weeks left, and yeah. it'll be. Our I mean, time. if we don't do, oh my gosh, it's a month from today, I think. Oh Isn't my gosh, it? Or the 20th, crazy. month from, t- I don't know, month yeah, from tomorrow. Or 21st is the race. Something like that. Yeah. It's a month from this week. 
So it's crazy. Oh it's crazy. But you know what? If we, I mean, I think that we're fine if we do our next long run, but if we cut our next long run then before we 20, we know that yeah. we've got to do a half. So, yeah. I mean, but that's what it is. Like reevaluating. Now, of course, we could suffer through suffer through a marathon, but you're right. still dealing with a lot of pain. and Yeah, with the planter. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we could just all run it together at Aaron's pace. Right. So we'll see. So much to think about. So much. All right. Well, we are going to get, we are going to let everybody go and get to work. And this is probably our longest episode ever, maybe. All All right. right. Well, please comment, like, subscribe, review, share nice things. Yeah. Share us in your stories if you're listening. We We love love sharing that. We love sharing this podcast with you, even if nobody's listening. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.